So today we're continuing this conversation that we've been having the past few weeks on reincarnation. Now, we've already been going through the idea of the root souls. Last week, we spoke about purpose. This week, I want to get into some specifics. I'm going to call it individual personality. Individualized sparks of the soul that a person connects with in this lifetime become their own soul in this life and in the next. So one of the questions that a lot of people ask about purpose and living in this world is what does it mean? So I fulfilled my purpose. What happens to my soul? It did its job here. Is there any continuation of what my work is and has done in this lifetime? And the answer is yes. The individualized sparks of your soul become embedded with your soul forever. Just like in life, when others think of this individual, they think of them in a certain way. This person was a a kind person. This person was a benevolent person. This person was, oh, you know, you hear all these, all of a sudden, when someone passes away, you start hearing all these beautiful things about an individual during their lifetime. Well, the same is true afterlife. The same is true after a person goes, the the individuality within will continue to exist and extend eternally in the afterlife. Individual and personal immortality is experienced when the soul of a person, the unique spark of a person's soul that they expressed in life lives on for eternity in higher, in deeper realms of existence. Having traveled through life, which means life in this world, the individualized spark of the soul has now become, let's say, ever more colorful. It accumulates life's experiences. It accumulates life's knowledge. And in the afterlife, that integral entity will journey onwards to ever-increasing measures of awareness. What actually reincarnates into other human beings are the subconscious or what we call in Kabbalah, beyond conscious. The subconscious or beyond conscious aspects that exist within the soul, the elements within the soul that were not activated or articulated. So for a person living in this world, if they never have the ability, for whatever reason, to tap into their subconscious, and we're going to say primarily because of their own choice, 
that subconscious needs to come back and relive this world until it becomes conscious. Nothing, nothing is reoccurring. There's no repetition within creation. There's no repetition, which means each person who lives in whatever time they live is born with the potential for a radical new expression. Each person and each incarnation and each lifetime is born with the potential for a radical new expression. The innate individuality, the spark of soul that fashioned the person's uniqueness, that spark does not reincarnate. It will never reincarnate. It is yours. It is unique to you. Who's the you? The you that is in this incarnation. The you that is here in this world right now during your lifetime. The individual spark of a person. The individual purpose. The individuality of a person. What makes you and I unique. What guides us. What we we are known by, who we are, that uniqueness, it will not re-embody, it will not reincarnate. Perhaps there's parts of our subconscious that we are not able to tap into during our lifetime for whatever reason. That will reincarnate. But what makes us unique. Our defining factors, that will not reincarnate. What reincarnates are the aspects of the soul that a person had little experience with. The elements of the multifaceted soul energy that we have little association with. Clearly, in our soul, there is contained all the possible energies. And the entire soul resides somewhere within us. But on a day-to-day level of awareness, we're not able to consciously affect certain aspects of our soul with our own uniqueness. And so, It is this uniqueness of the soul coupled with a life full of memories that were imprinted on the soul that journeys in on in the afterlife. Which means your experiences, your uniqueness will have a direct effect on your afterlife. The soul divides itself in the afterlife, just like it divides itself during the lifetime. Just as in this realm of existence, there were sparks of soul 
that a person connected with. And there were others that remained dormant. In the afterlife, this very same phenomenon continues. The sparks that were consciously activated in our souls in this life will remain within us in the afterlife, while other sparks will reincarnate and gradually become individualized souls for other people, which means there's parts. Now, I'm not saying that you shouldn't tap into your subconscious. The best is to tap into as much of our subconscious as we can. But there's parts of your subconscious that you may not be able to tap into. And then that part of your subconscious may become the, the, the individualized element of another person's life, your reincarnation. The unifying factor between all these incarnations is that collectively, all of the different versions of you constitute one soul, meaning that there's an overarching thematic interest, a goal, a drive, uh, a propensity that can be found in all the manifestations of your soul. So if you were to be able to have a bird's, a bird's eye view of all the incarnations of your soul, you will see there's going to be a string of, of purpose that kind of goes through. That particular soul has a, a, a series of purposes that are very similar. So your previous incarnations and your future incarnations will have similar purposes to you, though perhaps different. Remember, we, we spoke about this before, that souls stay within families, that souls um, stay close by. And so another incarnation of the same soul um, will will have this particular reasons why it'll stay within the family. Not necessarily that we share sparks, but rather it shares a similar purpose and what we do, which means during our lifetime, we have complete free choice. We can tap into the subconscious or not tap into the subconscious. We can care about it or not care about it. All those elements and what we're able to accomplish during the years of our life are going to affect A, our afterlife, and B, the way that we're reincarnated. Picture a tree, for example, with multiple branches. Each one, each tree, though it has multiple branches, has one root, but the branches extend in all directions. So each of these individualized souls share the same root. And they're, in essence, part of a continuous unfolding field of consciousness. One soul. They're all one root. And that one root will unravel and become apparent through the course of many lives. As the individual spiritual energies are activated by different individual people. Same root, different branches. Good. Now, somehow, I think you lost me on that last part with the root and the branches and us. And which means the soul is one. 
The soul is one, it's eternal. It's it's past, present, and future. It's not confined by time and space. Okay. Yeah, I get so that. that's the roots of the tree. The branches are going to be the different incarnations. They're the same tree, just different branches. So your incarnation, your life is one branch of your root soul. And there will be other branches. There have been branches before you, and there will be branches after you. But yet, they're all interconnected. They're still part of the same root soul. Even though, perhaps, it's your soul that's manifesting itself the way it is during your lifetime. Okay. And there will be a similarity in the purposes of the different branches because they're part of the same root. So different people's lives as they incarnate, are going to have different different purposes, but similar purposes. But is that how... I'm sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, they may build on one another. Yeah, please. Is that how groups like this, where we have this, I, I want to call it, unique interest in this topic, and we keep coming back. But is that part of our, it's not uniqueness, but it's part of us, what draws us together as a group. So I'm trying to relate that against the branches and the root cells. We're now, what is this, class 48 of, of this deep dive? Something like that. Cheryl, you've been to most of them, or maybe all of them. Do you find that you're looking at things differently as a result of it? Absolutely. So that is tapping into a part of your subconscious that somebody who perhaps didn't desire to be in this class and didn't spend the time that you're spending on, they may, they, they, they still have the same soul, <laughs> their own soul. They still have all of these things still exist yet. And that's why education is so important, right? So now that you know what you know, you're able to tap into a, deep, a deeper part of your soul as a result of it. There's a lot of people who choose that in their lifetime. There's a lot of people who don't choose that in their lifetime. And that's a I guess I was asking about, because I know with your matchmaking, you talk about similarities being more important than differences. And here we have this commonality or similarity of interest. So do you think? Our souls, when we die and reincarnate, will come back again as this little circular group doing something else. It's very possible. It's, it's very possible. Souls connect for some reason, especially those of us who are in this group on a regular basis. There's a reason why we connect the way we do. There's something very special and unique about that. And souls do stay in, the, in those groups. It could be that. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you better. It could be that I probably wasn't on Zoom, but in a previous incarnation, we also had this group. And today, what I love about technology is today, it's not only us in, in a particular space. We can be anywhere and we can even be have missed it and listened to it later and we're still part of the same group. So the beauty of technology has allowed perhaps souls to access more of the subconscious than ever before. Really, there's no excuse today not to access the subconscious because 
the information and the ability to to grasp that information is available uh, in in such in such a way that that's never been available in the world before. So it's it's really special. We I, I think that we live in a very special time, really. Mom, is it? Could we describe? There's a couple of things. Could we describe something like this group? as a leaf on one of the branches because it seems like there's a lot of groups we belong to in the, on that one branch. Are you tired of swiping right on every dating app out there and still getting nowhere? Are you convinced that you'll forever be alone, surrounded by nothing but uh, cats and empty takeout containers? Hi, I'm Aliza Ben Shalom, the host of the new show, Jewish Matchmaking, which you can find on Netflix. And I'm the love rabbi, Rabbi Yisrael Bernath, and we're inviting you to join us for Matchmaker Matchmaker. Each week, we'll answer one of your pressing relationship questions, from how to get over your ex to how to deal with your partner's annoying habits. So if you're ready to laugh, uh, cry, or maybe even find love, then tune in to Matchmaker Matchmaker, and it's available now wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hmm. A leaf on a branch. Yes. But I would like, I don't like the leaf on the branch because my tree and your tree, each having a leaf, can't be interconnected. I like a better analogy than that. Because there's an interconnectedness of the trees. So I think we have to leave the, I was just using the root soul as an example, but that we need to think of another analogy that can show interconnectedness. So the leaf, the problem with it is that how do you, how do, how do the two trees connect? There's really no way for two trees to connect. Well, think, let's think of something else that could connect. And, and, and that's really what it is. It's, it's, it's our destinies being aligned with each other based on our free choice. We all had the free choice to be here today. A lot of other people knew about this, but for whatever reason, and probably good reasons, didn't show up. But but those who have who are here with us and spending this time with us, there is an interconnectedness of destiny that happens as a result of it. I think, uh, Rabbi, that trees do communicate with each other through the roots. Um, but um, I, I, I'm getting more clarification. Um, tapping into the, the way I see this um, world is sort of in the subconscious. Like we're in a subconscious world whereby our thoughts, feelings, and actions impact the other. We could observe our thoughts, feelings, and actions, but we're, um, but those thoughts, feelings, and actions are more important for other for for that connectivity that uh, between uh, you know one another. Right. So definitely on on a thought level, it's interesting because. In the world at large, people say, oh, well, your thoughts are yours. 
in Kabbalah and in Jewish teachings, our thoughts are ours, but they're actually garments. We call them garments of the soul. Thoughts create. Thoughts are interconnected. So what you're saying is correct. I wish we had an analogy. I'm going to think about it over the course of, of, of the week because, uh, you know, as, as you know, I think about these classes a lot and, and kind of building analogies because I think it's important. The roots, your analogy of the, the trees um, connecting that way, it's not, it's not, yes, it's true. The roots do connect, but I'm talking about us. How to, and, and I think what mom was asking was that this, this moment in time, and space that we're having right now, how does this interconnect? And and it yeah, does. I think I think it's you learn it from the ecosystem. You know how trees actually communicate with one another. Yeah, we're yeah. we're action through our thoughts, speech. Um, you know we're we decide to come. You know we decide we make a decision, and that's how we. Uh, communicate and and influence one another yeah i'm trying to think of how how that would manifest itself today so yes we're all interconnected it's not by chance we don't believe in chance it's not by chance that we're all here today and the fact that we're here for a specific purpose for a higher purpose that we're trying to tap into the subconscious, that we're trying to tap into the spiritual, is very, very powerful. Yes. A question is, what do you mean by tap into the subconscious? Which means there's there's, there's a parent and there's an inner parent. Um, uh, If you look at Jung, he would call it the shadow. There's a part of ourself that, that that is not on the surface, it's not here. That part of ourselves that's not on our surface is very important for our purpose in this world because we need to tap into that. There's a lot of different ways of tapping into that. There's many different spiritual practices. There's even within modern psychology, there's a lot of different practices of tapping into that through speech, through thought, through actions of different sorts. Part of our purpose in this world is going to be tapping into a particular part of our subconscious or parts of our subconscious, allowing our subconscious to become to become conscious. Okay. I think I think based on what I was saying before that everything we do. I have to think about this too. (laughs) No problem. Okay, thanks. Any other questions? I do. I have a, well, actually, just a little experience with a question. So, Rabbi, a a long time ago, we kind of dipped our toe into this. Um, This idea of integrating all the parts of of the soul that need to be integrated, you know, eventually in all the lifetimes as they accumulate. And I remember... Um, we talked about that in relationship to h- how we interact with other humans in our life, be it family, friends, you know, uh, husband, children. And it was that lesson that inspired me to get back in touch with my father 
three years before he died, approximately two and a half years because of this lesson that you taught on this idea that whatever we leave unfinished, we will probably finish later, different, different incarnation. I, I got that message. So, um, first of all, thank you because you inspired me to get back in touch with my father, which was beautiful, uh, few years of our relationship. And I also, I'm sure there's some unfinished business there. So if, if I'm understanding, not only is it the individual soul that, that is charged with integrating what's beyond consciousness, but it also has to do with, with relationships and things that we learn from each other that need to be integrated. Yes. Yes. Even more so. It could be using you and your father as an example, that your two souls came into this world and experienced a similar disequilibrium that they did in a previous incarnation. And once again, your two souls were faced with exactly the same challenge. And one of you, in this case, you, had to reconnect and be able to deal with the unfinished business. And then, well, in this case, your father's soul was able to fulfill its purpose in this world and leave this world. But it was waiting. It's very possible. Sometimes I wish we had that bird's eye view, but then other times I'm like, no, we need to do the work. If we had the bird's eye view, it would be obvious to us. But these kind of little sparks, these little glimmers, they, they help us really understand that we're not isolated people in an isolated time. We are part of a much bigger picture. There's a lot of, there's a very, uh, uh, there's a big issue. Uh, I would say it's a pandemic that's post-pandemic, and that's the pandemic of loneliness. One of the reasons, so you know, Chava, that you and I and so many others are so are so connected and 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 focused on helping people find one another through 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 you know romantic relationships is because there's a pandemic of loneliness. People are really lonely, and the first statement I would say to someone, even before they have to find their other person, their person in this world, is that you're not alone. That you're interconnected with so many other souls and in so many other times. It just happens to be that you are limited to time and space right now. And all you can see is time and space. But you know there's a lot of other things that are going on in this world that you can't see. Well, I'm telling you that there's a lot of other things going on beyond time and space that you can't see. And it's very possible that your soul had been challenged the way it had been challenged and did not successfully, that perhaps you and your father, those two souls, left this world in a disequilibrium. They had not finished what they had to finish. And so both of those souls had to come back. It could have been that they were, before they were a different relationship, but probably a very close relationship. And so this time they came back as father and daughter and they had to reconnect. And you making that choice to create that relationship allowed that part, that spark. That's what we're talking about. These individualized sparks. And they're going to be little individualized sparks. 
you know, we think of the purpose as this large purpose, like what is my purpose in life? According to Kabbalah, that purpose is not a large purpose. It's made up of many small purposes. And it could be one of your purposes in life was to fix that which a previous incarnation couldn't fix. And it took a little bit of humility, which usually does take a little humility, and the ability to be able to 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 swallow the pride and 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 make that very difficult decision. And if you and I'm saying this to everyone, to all of us, if we are in a particular situation of which we have a relationship that we need to mend, it's very possible that that is part of our purpose in this world. And that's why it's so difficult. It's going to be those things that when you think about them, you're going to be like, oh, no, 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 no. I'm never doing that. I'm never, ever doing that. That is going to be the purpose. If I'm never doing that, that's tapping into the subconscious. That's tapping in to perhaps a previous incarnation. Of course, it's that charged. There's been another life that could not do the same thing. So now you are challenged with the same thing. And will you answer the challenge? Yeah, it takes a little bit of humility. Or maybe a lot of humility. Sorry, Rabbi, isn't that everyone's purpose in a way to... Yes, yes I'm saying and any, and any, which means if you are... Started off, it may be your purpose. Isn't that the whole point that we're all supposed to realize that that is our purpose, that everything we do every single day of our life is about making this world a better place? Yes, and we often think that our purpose is this big, grandiose thing when it's a series of small things. That's what I'm saying. And so right. more and than we, making this world a better place, what you're saying, basically, it's more than making this world a better place, because making this world a better place is a very broad statement. I want to make the world a better place. OK, where are you going to start? You know where you start? You start at home. Yeah, the point is you can't do it on your own. You, yes. you need. No, but more, uh, more so a peaceful world starts at home. Sure, of course. Yeah. If you want to bring peace to the world, if you want to make the world a better place, start with the people who you are at odds with, if you are at odds with someone. And, and if they won't, if, if you try to reach out to them and they won't respond, try again. Try again. I'm saying, Rabbi, even if I do that or if someone does that, they may not be, you know, the world isn't all awake at the same time. Um. And we keep on, I guess, reincarnating, and one day we'll all be aware, and that's maybe the messianic days. Am I interpreting this right? Or? Oh, that, that's what I'm, so we, we, that's why I think that we live in a different time, because the Rebbe said that we live in a time that is the precipice of the Mashiach, and that is a, a time of where there isn't going to be this disequilibrium in the world, which means that our job is basically the final, the final sparks. We're, we're just doing the final sparks. So those relationships that we rekindle, like the story of Chava and her father that she just spoke about, those relationships are the final sparks, which means it could be that this 
this, you know, we think about, oh, well, you know, if I don't do it today, I'll have to do it again. No, 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 no. We can't think. There's no other reincarnation. It's not happening again. We're the end of the line. We're the final reincarnation. So we have to do all the work. We have to make sure there's no unfinished business when we leave this world. Yeah, <laughs> I think, I hope, I hope, I mean, we're in the near the messianic days. I just think it's not all in our, it's in our control, but it isn't in our control. It's in, um, everyone needs to be aware. Yeah. There's it, a potential it, it, because it, of technology. What isn't in our control isn't in our control. It's not in our control whether somebody responds to us. But what 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 we can focus on is what is in our control. That's what matters. What isn't in our control isn't in our control. That's the reality. No, I agree a hundred percent with what you're saying. I'm just saying the the we're near the messianic era. Um, every you know we need the technology needs to be used in the right way and a good way, not in you know a yetzera. And it is. But it, but it, it is maybe on maybe in certain realms. But some people use, you know, it isn't it is, it is, it isn't it isn't in the subconscious world we live in today. Is all I'm saying. Okay, got it. Okay, thanks. Sorry. No problem. Any other questions? I have a vignette. Sure. So. <laughs> Um, so about 33 years ago, I met somebody and instantly, what, he was very good friend. And one day in that instant, I knew that we had a connection, deep, deep connection. Um, we tried it, it didn't work out. And now 25 years later, we're together which is interesting because we had to um, go through other things in order to bring this connection <clears throat> into our lives, which I'm trying to understand about that. And I think it's because there were things that we had to go through. You know, we weren't ready. I wasn't ready to have that final connection in my life, like Hava and Barry. It makes it makes a lot of sense to me. It makes a lot of sense to me. I'll tell you, when 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 someone, let's say, if there's someone expecting, someone says, "Oh, I'm expecting," we're we're expecting a a child. What what is the blessing in Hebrew that we give them? We don't say Mazel Tov. Mazel Tov is after the child is born. What do we say? We say the words Bishaah Tova. Bisha'at tovah means in a good time. And you're going to find this all over Judaism. We don't focus. You spoke before about the idea of sanctifying and desanctifying space. We sanctify time. We believe it could be the right person, wrong time. And that timing sometimes is more important than the actual person. That is a fundamental Jewish belief. That's why every Friday night 
we light the Shabbat candles. I don't. I'm jealous of those who do. But women light the Shabbat candles. And it's not do it Friday night whenever you get around to it. No, you're going to look and it's going to be a specific time. And that minute is important. I never heard anyone say, okay, we're going for Xmas dinner and it's starting at 6.42. Xmas is starting at 6.42. I never heard anyone say, uh, uh, you know, Easter is going to be tonight at 5.38. But for us, the, that time, the time that Shabbat starts and the time the holiday starts is a very, very important time. And it's not before and it's not after. And that is that idea of, of elevating and elevating and, and, and creating that time. So it totally makes sense. Right time. It could have been the right person, wrong time. And now it's the right time. And that's why I always say, and I say to a lot of people, uh, and I learned this from, from Eliza, she calls it mystery in your history, that look back into your history. There could be a person who could be good for you that you've already dated. That could be your person. It was just the wrong time. Actually, our anecdotal studies show that 30% of relationships are people that are working in each other's history. I would like to assure everybody that this statistic is real. I have, I have known my husband since I was 13 years old. I just did not see him until I was 38. <laughs> I was best friends with him. I used to run around with his sister in high school. And so he was just the annoying little brother. Now the annoying little brother is my husband. And, and you're going to see that a lot of people have those stories like that. That's not a unique story because time is so important. Okay. We are speaking of time. We're uh, coming to us. Uh, uh, let's, let's, let's go for golden nuggets. Mom, why don't you start today? Got to unmute. Thanks, Rabbi. And thank you, my daughter, for introducing me to this class. Um, these classes, as I said, every week always have more questions for me because I, right now, I'm going to finish more lessons, but I have questions about <clears throat> um, if we have no senses in the afterlife and we don't have the ability to know because we're in a different form. I'm trying to figure out um, how we even know what's going on. It's, it's still, it still feels like it's eternity um, when somebody passes away. It still feels like one would feel like it's eternity when one is dying. So I have to figure that one out. And um, I just want to say that I'm on lesson 18. So <laughs> I'm really, I'm trying to do, I'm very happy about that. Each one rabbi is, I have to go back and listen to it at least, at least twice. So thank you for having those all on YouTube and making them available. I appreciate that. Thank you. Want to pass it on? 
Um, sorry, Hava. I'm going to pass it on to Cheryl. I forgive you. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> I love the stories today. Um, <clears throat> I'm trying to put it all together. I thought this was a pretty deep session, actually. Um, but one of my favorites that I highlighted is goes back to something Mayor said. I'm sorry if I mispronounced your name. Um, but purpose not necessarily being a huge thing, but having but we have many small purposes to fulfill in this world or in this lifetime being our purpose. And <clears throat> I guess I've been searching so hard for that big purpose. What is my big purpose of being here? And maybe I'm going to let go of that idea now and start with the smaller stuff. So I really like that. So thank you. And I will do you a favor, mom. And I'll call on Chava. So now it's your turn. I love it. Full circle. Right? That was that was really hard. <laughs> I that's Cheryl, I, sorry, daughter, that fulfilled a purpose. I don't know what it was. There you go. Moment, spark, elevated. Uh, Cheryl, I'm with you. That um, This idea that Rabbi presents about we don't necessarily have to have some like grandiose expectation of our purpose, and um, that's huge. Every time I, I, I hear you speak about that, Rabbi, it, something in my soul, I don't know why, I had just, it's relief. Because it reminds me, I guess, the idea of humility. And it's just this very second we're in. I don't have to go back. I don't have to freak out about forward. I can just be here and do do the best I can in the moment for the people around me. Like, like it. that's it, man. Okay. Thank you. Uh, Jill. And by the way, Thanks. Alessandra, we're, I want to have class like in a lawn chair right next to you or a beach chair right next to you. <laughs> yeah, we all do. <laughs> I'll show you while Jill express herself. Um, so I, I liked, or at least what I picked up, that this, there's pieces of our subconscious that we, we're trying to get into our consciousness to try to express that those are pieces of our our soul and therefore part of our purpose. And I wonder if we might not know it with true clarity, but because we can feel those pieces in our subconscious kind of poking out, that's the fr adds to frustrations. Like, how do I get that out? How do I do that? Um, so that's just one of the pieces I got from today. Thank you so much. Um, well, Alessandra, we'll uh, pass it to you in the beach. <laughs> so this is my uh, new place for until July 31st. And uh, I since my internet at home is not working, I'm connecting to the Wi-Fi. And uh, later I'll send you a picture of my office. <laughs> you know, so you can, uh, and Are you okay? To do, are you okay? Do you need assistance? Uh, you know, let me know if you need help while you're there. I I always always need an assistant. Always always in need of uh, positive energy and uh, 
a friendly smile to share the coffee with me. Actually, I passed on to Crema du Café, which is an ice cream, you know, coffee ice cream. Not ice cream, but like an iced coffee cream. <laughs> so, uh, many, 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 many things today. Uh, I joined my friends on the purpose kind of thing, and I sometimes find myself working on traits of my character that I have identified as could need a lot of improvement. So I, I try to do that consciously and, and I'm happy to see that this is the way to go with a lot more work, but still the way to go. And uh, I, I have experienced in the past like relationships with people where I felt that there was more to relationship than you know just meeting somebody but also realizing that one of the choices we have when we speak about free choice is also to cut that that relationship and to say a final thank you and goodbye and uh it doesn't mean that you have to rekindle it like we've talked a lot about rekindling some relationships but i think it's also sometimes to love yourself enough decide that that's it you, you you consciously appreciate the fact that you cannot have a relationship with that person and, and to let it go and it's been very useful to me and I hope I'm not coming back for those people <laughs> I'm happy to come back for other people but not these ones <laughs> so, so that's my story for today and uh, I will pass it on to um, Ma'o. Um, oh, it's a very deep topic again, Rabbi, um, and everyone. Uh, for me, I I don't know if I have a golden nugget or not, actually. I'm more thinking about my understanding of Shabbat, the Garden of Eden, <laughs> and uh, and sacrifices of animals that happened, uh, that our you know, forefathers have done. Uh, and I'm quite, I guess, I'm confused in a sense, and I'm just wondering whether or not we should uh do more to understand um the re like just trying to understand the reasons behind those rituals in particular for me the one that's always been the most challenging is the sacrifice of animals i i, I know this isn't the topic today uh but i'm just bringing this up because in the Garden of Eden, there was, you know, a kindness between us and our and our environment. And when we were taken out and we started to till the land and we knew the knowledge, the good and the bad, which is our technology, it removed us from that awareness. And right now, I'm like in a in a 
outdoors, looking at trees and the stillness of trees and how they communicate with one another. And they don't, they don't have that technology that we do, yet they're so peaceful. Anyways, those were my thoughts. Moore, do you want to pass it on? I was driving, so I'm not aware of the list, like who le who's okay. left on the list. I'll, I'll pass it on to Jenna. Hello. Also reporting from vacation in Tel Aviv. I have you in Israel. Um, a few nuggets from today. One, like so many people said about mission being reuniting small sparks and not necessarily a big spark connection always um and i also makes me think i used to live in a place where i would exit through the service entrance a lot and you couldn't the door opened towards you so you couldn't see beyond and i would often jump if someone else was standing outside when i would leave and so i came up with a mantra to tell i and it was sparks just to tell myself, if I do see someone outside, they're just a spark. It's not, it's not something to be afraid of. And that really helped me. And um, also a second nugget is considering what are those relationships in my life that need healing and sitting with that to, to analyze. Um, Julianne. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Jenna. Um, so um, there were two things that have stayed with me today. Um, it still says, Jenna, at the, on the, the screen, can, can you hear me? Can anyone hear me? Yes, we can yeah, hear you. Yes, we, we, we can hear you, Julie. Thank you. We can hear you, yeah. Um, thank you very much for telling me. Um, yeah, so that there were there were two things that have stuck with me from today. One is at the end of the conversation, and one is at the start. The end one is shorter, so I'll say that first, which is the thing about um, having already met one soulmate but not realised it. As far as I know, I can't really relate to that because the town that I grew up in all the people my age left the town when they became students and never came back. So it could be there's people I've just never spoken to when I was like an infant or something, because the Jewish school wasn't for many years when uh, I was a child. Maybe my brother had more years there, but I only had a couple of years there. There was the Haida, but... Um, I don't know. I don't remember speaking to any girls at the Haida. I don't know why particularly, more at the Jewish school. Um, but that said, when one of my friends went to London, where a lot of people went after university, um, I met a girl at his housewarming party, but um, he didn't know who she was and so wasn't able to ever see her again. So if it was her, I didn't have a chance to see her again. Um, but... Uh, the other, the other thing that um, stuck with me was from the start when we were talking about, or my birth was talking about the um, uh, things coming back again, but uh, that also seemed to 
different to something that I'd heard and I've sort of tried to understand it. And I've, I've typed in the chat the thing that I heard previously that someone sent me about things coming back and uh, reincarnation, but literally applied to everything. Uh, but uh, uh, the way that I kind of resolved it, the only way I could resolve it is, is if it's the things that haven't been explored, the, the things that are um, hidden, which come back, but the, the system or process maybe is that everything comes back, but maybe the content is that which is new. So I don't know whether people wanted me to read out the passage I put in the chat. It's up to you either way, but it would help anyone that hears it on the recording. Um, so should, should I just read that out so people know what I'm talking about? Please. Sure, sure. So back in uh, April or May, a friend sent me a passage which it says Sichot Haran chapter 40. Um, I can't tell you what that is because I don't know what the book on the source is. I've never heard of the name since. But the passage says, know that, in fact, the world is a rotating wheel. It is like a dreidel where everything goes in cycles. A person may become angel. An angel may become person. Head becomes foot and foot becomes head. Everything goes in cycles, revolving and alternating. All things interchange, one from another and one to another, elevating the low and lowering the high. This is because all things have one root. All mm -hmm. creation... Oh, did someone say something? Um, all, all creation is like a rotating wheel revolving and oscillating. At one time, something can be on top, a head, with another on the bottom, a foot. Then the situation is reversed. Head becomes foot and foot becomes head. A human changes to an angel and an angel becomes a human. Um, so that... that just seemed like ultra incarnation that everything I mean it even goes in ideas and philosophies that mm -hmm. ideas and philosophies come back but uh but how to reconcile that with what we said but it's the only way I could think that maybe the process is that everything turns but maybe the content is is new in some way from what Rabbi Bernath was saying I don't yeah. know. Even more than that, something to even think about is the fact that sometimes you feel like you're on the bottom, but you're just a wheel and you will be on the top. So just wait. Wait for the wheel to turn or turn the wheel yourself. But but what about the, you were saying about the, the, the person, the, there's, the unique, that uniqueness doesn't come back. It's only the bit, the uniqueness that didn't express that comes That's back. Right. That's right. It's only the part that wasn't expressed. So it, it's still the the new content. It's so yeah. That's uh, we're going to continue this next week. We're, we're I'm not done with this. We're 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 kind of building <laughs> up from week to week. You're going to see how they're going to build. They're going to build into each other. I just don't want to give you too much information in one week so that you have some time to 
to process it. Okay, well, for those of you who are enjoying wherever you are, enjoy and uh, oh. think of us and we will uh, we will be back same time, same channel. Next we week. can't help but think of you. It really Those is. Canadian fire things. Yeah. Jenna, Jenna and Alessandra. We think of you. Yes. We, we, we will still be on the same very beach next Thursday. <laughs> Enjoy. Is it just a field trip? Enjoy. Have a good day. Yeah, no, it's it's uh, no, it's not. It's like we're spending uh, July in Italy with my mom at, at a beach house, and uh, and then uh, we're Beautiful. doing a road trip in in Tuscany in August. In in yeah, in August. But first, I I jumped to Tel Aviv for a bar mitzvah for two days in Haifa, to be exact. So is that where you are now? You're no, in now I'm in Italy. Oh. No, I'm in Italy oh, now. In Italy. In 120 kilometers south of Rome. Wow. Well, stay safe, both of you that are in. Oh, no, you're in Italy. Jenna? And Israel. May I ask uh, if anybody, if anybody's willing to to throw a prayer our way? My husband, Ron, is having surgery on Monday for a full hip replacement. And I would just be so honored if anybody would like to pray for him. His name's Ron. And do we need to know his dad's name? Is that how no. it works? Yes. Ron, son of George. Okay. Um, We're going to pray um, for you. Can, you. can you put it in the WhatsApp group? So I'll send myself a reminder. Thank and you, Alessandra. And I can Alessandra. for him. And we're looking, we're looking forward to good news. Yes. Thank Always. You. Thank good you. luck. So, so, uh, I mean, I mean. Only good things. Hi, Rabbi Bernath here. I have some great news for you. My popular four-week course, Kabbalah for Everyone, is available right now for free for the next 50 people who download it. All you have to do is go to www.theloverabbi.com, scroll to the bottom of the page, and you're going to see the download button right there. In this course, I talk about the Kabbalistic secrets to relationships, to wealth, to happiness, and balance. This special offer has been dedicated in loving memory of Ellie Dorfman. I look forward to hearing from you and hope you enjoy the course. Now on to today's episode.